0: Lisa Haynes and I have known each other since we were children growing up in Old Town. It has always been my thrill to talk to Lisa, and it has always been my increasing thrill to read what she writes because she is a talented, talented writer. I knew her through, you know, Lisa, how are you?
1: I'm great. So good to hear your wonderful
0: voice. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I knew you before you knew how to write your name, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and
1: my God, that long.
0: <laughs> it is that long ago, honey. This book, uh, and we will talk about it in some detail, a novel called The Book of Knives, is uh, spooky, insightful, creepy, with some of the most... <laughs> interesting characters i've met in a long time in fiction talk to me for a while before that lisa about this is your one two three four this is your fifth novel how have you grown as a novelist and how did you become a novelist please
1: oh that's you know how have i grown i have to think about that but i know how i became a novelist i had started out in poetry And I felt like I needed a new challenge. I also thought if I'm ever going to support myself, it will be (laughs) with poetry.
0: (laughs) There, yeah, there are very few rich poets.
1: Yeah, I think of fiction. It's it's sort of like um, three dimensional chess. You have many things going on in your head all at once, and I just find it fascinating. Uh, How have I grown as a writer? I don't know, I just it's part of my daily life. Even if I'm not writing that day, I'm thinking about what I'm doing. So, and I get to mentor, you know, because I teach at Emerson College. So,
0: it, when do you decide? Let, I'll start to talk about what what is, what is the seed and you can go to uh, lisahans.com to to get a taste of her previous books titled, When We Disappear, Girl in the Arena, Small Acts of Sex and Electricity, and In My Sister's Country, what then, Elisa Haynes, was the seed of a Book of Knives? Was there a seed? Was there a memory that sparked the first?
1: Absolutely. I, I wanted to tell a ghost story. And I've always been interested in that boundary between the real and the unreal in life and sure. in fiction.
0: Sure. So
1: what our what our minds and hearts conjure versus the nature of accepted reality. So we see something out of the corner of our eye that might not really be there. We imagine we see a loved one in a crowd. And I actually heard my mother singing to me a day or two after she died as clear as a bell. I was very young, and that experience in many ways kept me going. So I got deeper and deeper into the idea of how can I tell an original ghost story?
0: This is an astonishingly original ghost story. It takes place, at much of it takes place at a uh, sort of beaten up and uh, bedraggled summer camp called uh, Hidden Lake Camp. Did you go to camp, Lisa? Did you draw on any personal experience to create that place?
1: I barely went to camp. No, I really didn't. Uh, but I. I was trying to think, you know, how do I come up with something when there's a gazillion ghost stories out there? Sure. So I thought instead of uh, pushing away tropes, I would actually embrace them with a haunted uh, campground. And then the challenge was to think about who are these characters? Yeah,
0: who are you going to put in this haunted camp? Yeah exactly yeah and you have it's it's a wild collection i i must tell you that i am and i'm going to read a little bit of uh of the main character the narrator of this book is a woman named nora uh who is married to her second husband she's a documentary filmmaker uh and she is one compelling person, not as compelling as my buddy Lisa Haynes, but she's a compelling, <laughs> compelling character. Lisa, we got to take a break, but you're going to be on for another half hour. And uh, sit tight, and we'll be back to you, okay? Great. Born and Raised in Chicago, Lisa Haynes is the author of, most recently, Book of Knives. It's a chilling—if you're one of those people who buys books— for your gifts or anything for like oh i'm gonna give someone a halloween book uh, this would be a good halloween book it would be a good valentine's day book it would be a good christmas book lisa you mentioned when we were talking just a few minutes ago about your mom and i know there are a lot of people uh to this radio station who will remember your mom and dad when you grew up in chicago could you tell the listeners who they were
1: my mom was Virginia Kay. She had a column in the Chicago Daily News. And my stepdad was Norton Kay, and he was the political editor of Chicago Today. And they met at The American and fell in love, and that's the story.
0: And then helped raise you. They were both. I know uh, big inspirations to you. This character, Nora, the, the lead character and the narrator of this uh, amazing book, could not have come to you full blown, could she? I mean, you had to live—you had to live with this character for a while, did you not?
1: I I don't think anything comes to me full blown. I start uh-huh. with a sentence or an image, and then I go from there. So it is a process of getting to know her. But I thought she was a perfect vehicle because of her documentary filmmaking. Mm. So her very job is to study people and to find out about the stories people tell and the secrets they would like to hold on to. And this kind of fits with my love of the visual in life film photography and the fact that my memory is pretty visual. So I felt very aligned with her, but different than her. I
0: I don't want to give away too much uh, of the book. I would, I'll tell people, and you stop me if I'm getting too deep. Uh, Nora uh, lost a husband, uh, and she has a new husband named Paul, who uh, whose family uh, runs this hidden lay camp, or ran it, and she is uh not reluctant to go help him put the camp back together so it can be sold uh, yes
1: yes and she, and his
0: family is his family is is uh what how shall I put this in a live for his family pretty screwy, aren't they
1: uh absolutely screwy and she married her husband's best friend you uh-huh. know in a bit of a rush. Um, you know, sometimes people don't want to go through this full grieving process. But speaking of grieving, this family is putting her through un- unending grief. <laughs> but you don't you don't want to put characters in a isolated place and have every, everyone get along.
0: <laughs> of course not. And no, of course not. So
1: <laughs> the most difficult person for her in many ways is <laughs> Salish, who is a cook and has four kids, and this is her sister-in-law, and she has this set of uh, 13 specialty knives, and they're very important to her, so she's got them tucked away, and she brings them out like uh, an incredible piece of artwork.
0: Yeah, like the crown and, jewel. They're the crown jewels to this woman, aren't they? Yes. Yeah.
1: And. You know something terrible is going to happen with these knives because of all this care, and they start disappearing on her, and she's absolutely falling apart
0: I'm going to read a little bit of this. I want people to get a sense of uh of nora i'd i'd love if i had a eight hour four hour show I'd read the whole book to people but uh this is here. As if it will split us in two, the house cracks with lightning tonight. Paul, who's her husband, sleeps on. In elementary school, a friend lost the attic of her house to lightning. It was the family's game room, and luckily no one was up there playing foosball. My friend and I crept up to the attic stairs a few days later, snuck under the yellow warning tape, and saw the blackened wood, the melted games, window openings where the glass had blown away. We were punished for walking on floors we might have fallen through. Ever since, I've had a great respect for this kind of weather event. Taking my Nikon out of the, off the closet shelf, I move to the window to film the lake. I get the screen up just as a lightning bolt hits the water. I see Gabe, another character in the book, by one of the wedding room windows. Turning my camera off, I set it down on the desk and go back to bed... Eventually, I drop off. Sitting straight up as if I'm about to fly through the air, I see Lily, a little girl, standing by my side of the bed. Usually, she doesn't startle me this way. Feeling for Paul, the husband, to get him to move over, I have a hard time calming my heart. I turn the lamp switch several clicks. I see there is no light coming from the power strip. The electricity is down. Lily tugs at the thin cover. Now, that on the face of it, Lisa is not really scary, but that section really freaked me out because I could absolutely see her. I could almost put myself in her place, and I was scared that the lights were out. Uh, That's lovely writing. That's lovely, lovely writing. How long did it take you to write this book?
1: Oh, I think I lost track. (laughs) Uh, I would say probably three years. Wow. And I write primarily in the summer, since I'm teaching, and then winter break. So, um, yeah, I would say about three years.
0: And how difficult...
1: I go over and over and over every line.
0: Oh, I'm sure you do. How difficult was it? Give me a sense of... I'm having another uh, author on following you, a uh, former... Newspaper Man, and a wonderful guy named John Gorman who's right. written his first book, and we were talking before the show about how difficult it is to get published these days. You've been published five times before. Was it, Was there any difficulty? This is a fantastic book. Was there any difficulty in getting it published?
1: Well, it's always a challenge. I was with a, a indie house for a while. First I was with a big house, then an indie house with the same editor and then that company folded so i had to go out and find someone brand new and sourcebook is actually outside of chicago sure and so it was a nice fit i felt lucky
0: you also spe- was- go ahead go ahead i want to hear you. Well,
1: you 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 work hard to make sure that you're you know everyone's on board with a book and it's all about taste and proclivities and if it's a ghost story in this case is it scary enough is it too scary (laughs) does it reveal something about human nature or is it just uh plot 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 and i'm much more interested in human something
0: about yeah no question but the plotting in this thing is beautifully done too uh, Rick Moody was one of my favorite authors. I didn't know you knew him. He has some great praise for this. He's the author of Ice Storm, among many books. He says that Lisa Haynes in A Book of Knives, as in all of her work, is an astute psychologist, a cool, unsentimental investigator. I don't think you're unsentimental, but that's, that's a, <laughs> I'll hash that out in some bar with him one day. Unsentimental investigator of humans who often locates the hard truths. That I agree with. In a time of circumspection, her bracing recognition of a more complex human consciousness hits the spot. I admire her work and her sensibility. When you sent the book out or your publisher sends the book out to, to uh, solicit uh, favorable quotations, what's that like sitting and waiting for those to come in? Is it frightening for you?
1: Um, no, you 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 try not to wait. In in this particular case, I studied with Rick Moody at Bennington at the mm. Bennington Writing Seminars, and he doesn't do many blurbs. Yeah, I know. So was, I know. That was my it was my hope that he might take it on. So I was surprised that he did, and. You, you create a long list, and you start reaching out to people, and then you hope for the best. And I think i got a splendid list of blurbs.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll read a couple more before we're finished with this. Uh, when, are you, when are you coming back to Chicago? Sometime soon? I know how you Maybe feel.
1: Maybe next summer.
0: I know how you feel about Chicago. Uh, and you came up here. Last time I saw you, you came here to, to partake of Ragdale.
1: Oh, I love Ragdale, and uh, I, last time I came into town, I actually got uh, a good deal of my mother's columns because I'm working on a book related to that.
0: What sort of book? So related, what sort of book related?
1: Well, to that? I'm actually playing around with a memoir about the newspaper world in the in the '60s. Her column, um, I think, it covered. 60 to 65 and mm-hmm. before that she was a, a journalist wow it's a crazy exciting
0: will i be in this book as time. a young as the young child running around old town no. yeah. Yeah, yeah well well, you'll be you'll, you'll love to hear that uh, john gorman's book begins uh, it's a it's a sort of thriller murder book courtroom drama two begins in old town where we both grew up and that's what a small world we have here Perfect. <laughs> i'm gonna Perfect. read uh, do you mind if i read one more thing that i think shows I people it. instead of telling people so much what happens i'm just I, i'm really taken with uh, nora it's an hour before sunset and i go down to the boathouse lining up two matching oars i nestle a bottle of wine In one of the old orange life jackets under the seats of the boat I've taken out before. I tug it into the water, climb in and set the oars and row. When I'm out toward the middle, I want to scream until the sound bounces off the hills and boulders. But someone would only run down to the dock thinking this is a call for help and pull another boat out. I push my face into the stinky life jacket and shout full-throated into the crusty fabric... Then pitch it over the side. It's so decomposed it bobs and sinks. Uncorking the bottle, I take a long draw. Then I pull the seats up and throw them overboard. Lying down in the inch of water at the bottom of the boat, I drink. A trace of cloud speeds above me. A pair of mating dragonflies appears. They brighten and hurry off as the sky shifts colors. I drink harder. I think, at least beyond people realizing what a stylish writer you are, I think they get a sense of that. Just in that one paragraph, I think they get a real sense of, of not totally, but of who Nora is. Do you agree?
1: Oh, Oh, yes, I definitely agree. And everything is so visual in her world. So that's the way she describes it. Yeah, and she's a woman just lost in grief, and she doesn't want to fully admit it to herself.
0: No but, one. Her her, her 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 late husband uh, is Takeo. Part, Takeo is part of her is really part of her life in this book. There's no 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 question about that. We'll take a break, and you can hear some news, and we'll come back and talk some more with Lisa Haynes, the author of, most recently, Book of Knives. It formally releases on Tuesday, but as usual, you can go online and buy it at all sorts of places, correct?
1: Correct, and it's even in audio. Not with your beautiful voice, but... <clears throat>
0: Well, I'll wait. I'll wait for the new sp- I'll wait for the uh, Growing Up in Old Town in the 60s book. <laughs> I'll do that one for you, Lisa. We'll be back with Lisa hey. Haynes. You can go check out Lisa Haynes. That's L-I-S-E-H-A-I-N-E-S dot com, and we shall return. Okay, if I have not sold enough copies of Lisa Haynes' <laughs> latest book, Book of Knives, I give you what uh, uh, Sheila Kohler Uh, she's on a vanity she was in one of her books a literary thriller called Open Secrets which I have read she says about Book of Nights that Lisa Haynes has created a believable world of terror where nothing is what it seems seen through the perceptive eyes of complex characters a series of vivid scenes unfolds one finds all one's worst fears echoed here in an increasingly suspenseful and surprising crescendo of events Wonderfully done. This book is creepy. This book would make an extraordinary movie, I think, and it is also. It's one of those kind of. It's it, it's a literary ghost story, and I I I hate to use that word sometimes, Lisa, because I think that frightens people. Do you not? Not ghost story, but literary seems to frighten people. Do you find that?
1: Well, yeah, it's just it's a bag that they put. You know, every author just. <clears throat> Put into a different boxer bag, but it's it really is saying you love storytelling and you love the language when you tell a story. And, but I also want to mention that I owe a, a debt of gratitude to my daughter Sienna, who, who you know well. Yes,
0: I know her. And She's a doll.
1: We were in Prague three or four years ago, and she wanted to go on ghost tours <laughs> under the city.
0: God <laughs> and love her.
1: And we went. Yeah, and we went down and saw catacombs, and I think maybe that was my really my real first spark. to oh, that, want to tell this story.
0: How great! What is Sienna I'm doing? Terrified. What is Sienna doing now, honey?
1: She is at uh, GBH, which used to be WGBH. She's an associate uh, producer, oh. and she she creates educational video games. Uh, for programs like Arthur and Molly of
0: Denali. Oh my God! How wonderful! She's a great. She was yeah. a great kid when I knew her, and I know you as a mom. And you know, ever fond of you, dear. Are you? Is this? Is is this a book? You know, I know you teach, uh, uh, and that is you. your foundation. Uh,
1: yeah, I at Emerson.
0: And, and I know you love teaching. I, I am assuming that you would at some point love to spend all of your days every day writing. Is this book, I think this book has the potential to sell a lot of copies. And if indeed that happens, uh, is that something you would like?
1: I would I would love that someday. Uh, it's, the irony of this book, this very visual book, mm-hmm. is that I've been slowly losing vision. And so it's kind of a race uh to see how much I can get done while I have full full eyesight.
0: Wow, same sort of thing's been happening to me. We'll have to talk about that off the uh, air off the air yes, sometime. We will. Oh boy. Uh Thanks. It is, in many ways, no fun getting old. Lisa, I wonder, before I let you go, and again, the latest book is Book of Knives, uh, and you can get all of Lisa's books by going and learn more about her and see what she looks like at Lisa, L-I-S-E, Haynes, dot scom Uh, John Gorman is in here. He's a former former reporter uh, at the Tribune, uh, and he's written a book called Death Before Life. It's his first novel. And what would you tell, John, sitting right here next to me, what would you tell John about the writer's life? Lisa, would you say, be careful, John, don't get a swollen head, even if Rick says he loves your book?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, this is a man clearly who has spent his lifetime writing so i can't really give him me- any advice except to please give you a hug <laughs> those, since i can't
0: <laughs> john will meet lisa hi lisa so what's your method for uh, starting a book do you have an outline with the beginning and the end already in mind nothing or is- nothing <laughs> i have nothing i just start
1: with a, a sentence an image uh just some faint idea of a character I wrote one book. I started out uh, because I used to steal my parents' cigarettes back in the day when we all smoked, and I started there with a girl looking in at uh, stealing some cigarettes. So you never know where where it's going to start.
0: Well, Lisa, you will be happy to know that John started his book in with a murder. In Old Town, or near Old Town, not exactly. It's close, and it's in the Old Triangle, as they say. Lisa, it's great to talk to you. I will call you and find out what's going on. Elsewise, the official publication of Book of Knives. And I hope this generates, because not every book uh, that I read, certainly, uh, uh, screams, make a movie. Make a movie. This one really does, and it's also it's brilliantly written. I've read all of your books, and I've seen you grow into a great uh, writer. Uh, period. A great writer. Uh, many, I'd,
1: many things.
0: I adore you. You know that. Always have. Me always. Too. Always will, sweetie. And I'll call you, and we'll uh, compare uh, health horror stories. <laughs>
1: Excellent. All right. right. Love you.
0: Love you, too. Take great care of yourself. Okay, honey. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.